All right, here we go. Another episode of Aftershocks Tremors. Another discussion we're having here today with myself, Matt Hart, and of course, my partner, Chris Aiken. Happy New Year, everybody. Chris, how you doing? How's your New Year? Good? Uh, good so far. What are we? Um, a couple uh, hours into it. hours in over here. <laughs> <laughs> Said nobody's died and there's no there's no new variant. So I guess we're good on both fronts, right? Uh, I, I guess so, man. Yeah, I mean, off to a, a, a really positive start huh, in the first few hours here of 2022. Um, and of course, you know, when we think of uh, the new year, you know, being a music fan, I mean, the first thing I think of is, okay, What's going to happen with music in 2022, specifically, sure. of course, live music, right? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, obviously at this moment, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a new variant out there. So, of course, there's more shows uh, being canceled in certain spots. You know, I think the good thing about this, too, is there are a lot of, uh, you know, talking about here in the States, at least, there's a lot of states that haven't closed down that are open. They're doing well out here in California. Not so much. Uh, I don't know how it is in Ohio. I think there's, I think things are pretty open in Ohio right now, are they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're they're starting to lean. You know, they're they're here. That's starting to all of a sudden you're starting to see businesses with the, hey, you have to wear a mask again. You know, okay. you're starting to see that and starting to see that on some concert, you know, venues that weren't that way before. But for the most part, everything's, dude. I I can't even tell you the last time I saw anybody wearing a mask. Oh wow been a while it's been been a little while so okay well that's uh i I wish i could say the same out here um (laughs) that's that's not even close to that but i have seen i have suit (laughs) oh yeah exactly right yeah hazmat suits all over the place here (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean that i mean it is like i said i do see um a little bit more pushback with it uh than than prior i do see in terms of live shows i haven't really like we've talked i haven't really been to any since the summer um, there was a couple I was, you know, gonna go to. I was gonna go to that big Bay Area, you know, Exodus, uh, Testament, and Death sure. Angel one. Uh, you know, I had I had a lot of people. Oh, dude, you just can, you know, you know, just use this card, or you don't, you know, no one's even really checking. But like we've talked about a lot off, you know, off the uh, air here, off the podcast uh, recordings. Um, I'm just someone who, yeah, to me, I don't want to go back to shows. Until I don't have to play this fucking game anymore. I don't want to play theater. I don't want to play playtime shit. Um, so, like, and I think you were saying the same thing. We're both sort of mm-hmm. in the same, um, you know, we have the same idea in terms of we're not going to start doing that until it's official where there's no masks and none of this vaccine mandates yeah. and all that stuff. Well, dude, the, the bottom line is neither of us are 20 years old anymore, 18. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not trying to sneak into the store to buy beer anymore with our fake ID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. don't want my money? Fuck you, then. I'll keep it. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's exactly it, man. And, and you're right, exactly. We're we're, we're older, so we're not gonna. I don't feel a need where it's like I'm missing out where I have to go see the show. Yeah. I, I I mean, listen, most of the bands that I wanted to see, I've seen already. The ones I haven't, they should be here. You know, when things open up, they should be still around. If they're not, you know, okay, well, it's not the end of the world that I'm gonna miss a band that you know maybe has a good record and that's it um even though I, that's something i do love to do but yeah i mean once again i mean we're, we're obviously I, i'm i'm definitely of the mindset i think we we both are here at, at, at uh aftershocks uh, you know the the glass being half full you yeah. know i mean we've dealt with this now for you know two years um it's sort of like i think everyone's kind of numb to it to this point where it's like okay things open up again things look good and we go back a little bit and we'll go back again it's sort of the wash rinse repeat thing you know that we've been doing for two years so i think it's um you know i I think we're just sort of used to it by now now in terms of i think with the musicians themselves i i I gotta you know obviously it's got to be very dispiriting for them you know not even so much the fans but really the artists themselves um it's got to be as frustrating beyond belief you know once you think things are getting opened up again it goes backwards and and and, like i said it's got to be so dispiriting because it's hard to really get any sort of you know, momentum going as a band if you can't get out there and play live. No, you're right, man. And, 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 but the counter that to that is, and I'll just say it, the musicians need to shut the fuck up about their, about their dispiritedness because mm. more and more they're sounding. And, and look, I get it. Everybody, everybody, I don't care what business you're in. You're fucking sick of COVID. You're yeah. tired of it. You're mm. just, you're tired of hearing about it. You're tired of it ruining plans, ruining you know, your life kind of, and mm-hmm. I get all that, but man, when the musicians get on their social media, on their soapbox 
and they start whining about, well, this is affecting my livelihood. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's affecting our livelihoods too. You know, and we don't get to go out and play in front of 3,000 people for an hour and make a fucking month's worth of pay. Mm-hmm. So shut up. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like I, I, and I'm not really picking at this guy because I, I actually consider him a friend, but I saw Craig Goldie from. Oh, yeah. Game I saw that too. On mm-hmm. online whining about it, but he was whining under the guise of, well, it's affecting my livelihood. It's like, dude, it's affecting everybody's livelihood. Mm-hmm. You ain't mm-hmm. no different. For God's sakes, of all the people, you who works with a hologram, your singer ain't going to get COVID. So get out there. And play. <laughs> I know. Right? Fucking a. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it's just, it doesn't do the musicians any good. It does them nothing but bad, to be honest, mm-hmm. to, to be whining mm-hmm. about it. They're, we're all in the same boat. Whining about it ain't doing no good. Do shows, don't do shows. If you're scared, don't do them. If mm-hmm. you're not scared, do them. Simple as mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, and I, I think there's definitely ways, I'll get into it in a bit, you know, ways that I think a lot of these bands, it, just from my opinion, and I know you've got yours, we could, we'll discuss them a little bit about what really they can do, what they can control right now, um, in terms of, yes, keeping things in a very optimistic light. Like I said, yes, everybody is just very pessimistic about anything right now in general. So um, when it comes to music, remember it is, you know, at this point, you know, for a lot of these musicians, it's becoming now more of, look, you're going to have to look at it as more of a hobby. You know what I mean? This isn't really something, I mean, that's number one on people's lists when people are, you know, being threatened with not being able to have a job and they can't afford to pay for, you know, their, their mortgage, whatever it may be. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's just like, so, I mean, there's a lot more, you know, more important things than for it. I mean, music is very important. Obviously this is why we're doing this, but obviously it's, it's not, you know, number one on people's lists. Um, when it comes to, you know, when the world's going through what's going through right now. Now, in terms of, you know, live music in 2022, um, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously. It's probably going to be, at least to onset here, a uh, continuation of what we saw the last two years. But also, you know, during that small window we had between the summer and the fall of 2021, we had live music. Um, because it was 2021, which was another, you know, kind of a shit show of a year in general, even though, I both me aren't me and you. I know we've had good years. You know what I mean. I don't look at 2021 as being a, a bad year, not just personally, but in terms of you know musically and everything. I think there's been a lot of positives. Um, of course, we, we couldn't. There had to be a tragedy that had to happen, and we saw that happen. You know, even though it wasn't a metal show, all right, or festival, mm-hmm. uh, it's that was something I think that's going to impact future metal shows, you know, hard rock and metal festivals and shows. And of course, you know, I'm talking about what happened during that whole, you know, Travis Scott Asher World thing uh, a couple of months ago, which, you know, uh, reportedly, and I use the word reportedly very lightly, uh, there was 10 people that died from, you know, from what happened. There was like a big stampede. A lot of kids got hurt. Um, a lot of people reporting there was more than 10 people that got killed. But, you know, we as we've seen, this whole thing's been sort of, I don't know about you, but I mean, what's the last time you've heard about this? And this thing's been swept under the rug like nothing. I mean, if, can you imagine, you know, I'm obviously it's been swept in the run because you've got Hollywood ties, Travis Scott's tied with the Kardashians. They don't want to affect any of that kind of shit because that's what's selling on mainstream, you know, media outlets. But, you know, think about like all the think about the big fiascos where people died at shows and festivals over the years. You know, even go back to the 70s with the Ultimat Festival with the Hells Angels, you know, uh, secure being the security guards of that show, not whole fiasco. Obviously, Woods more recently, Woodstock in 99. You know, we had obviously, you know, Pantera with, you know, Don Bay getting shot. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of, you know, there's been these unfortunate tra- tragedies that have happened at big festivals and shows. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yet this one just completely got swept under the rug. No one even talks about it. But yet, if this was a metal festival, you, you banned it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're going to be outlawing any type of music, big metal, hard rock festivals here in the United States, at least. Uh, because that, but I just I find it very interesting that that whole thing it got swept under the rug, and it's going to affect and have definitely a negative effect, I think, on festivals going forward. For the it may. you know what, dude? You think so? It, iffy. I, I, I mean, the the reason it got swept under the rug, rug to me, it's pretty obvious. The dude's fucking one of America's sisters. You know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's just it. It's you know, he, yeah. right? He, he's banging exactly. one of the Kardashians, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so therefore anything that goes bad there gets swept under the rug immediately Absolutely. because they're America's sweethearts right now. So that's, that's the reason it went away mm-hmm. quickly. 
<clears throat> as far as festivals go, dude, we've had this kind of shit throughout. When Dimebag got killed, you didn't see any shows get canceled. None. When mm. when Great White burned the house down, nobody they didn't cancel any shows. When Guns N' Roses had the St. Louis riot, they didn't cancel any shows. You know, The Who back in the 80s, back mm. I think it's 1980 when The Who had the stampede in Cincinnati. You know, mm. 30 people died or whatever. I don't remember the numbers, but you know, it it happens from time. The reality of life is you put more than 10 people in a room or in a space every once in a while someone's going to get killed in that space yeah mm -hmm. it's just the reality of it you know i mean if we were going to really see an effect on concerts i think we would have seen it after the mandalay bay thing you know okay I, yeah okay that's I, a good point I, I mean, the you had, literally mm -hmm. had somebody that went out of their way purposely to kill people and mm -hmm. it didn't shun people from going to shows one iota well once again that whole thing got swept in the rug no one even knows what happened i think i don't want to get into politics here but we don't even know what happened with that and I, you're right that that is I, I totally forgot about that that's a great point that show uh that country show yeah in vegas um but once again I, here's my thing though i mean you I, I really believe if this was a rock, you know, a rock festival. Now, I'm not talking about shows. I'm talking more about festivals. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, um, if, if, if that, that, that thing that happened in Vegas, if that was somehow, you know, done, it, it, because we don't know what really happened, it's hard to really opine on it very much. But if, if they came out where that was, say, the, the artists themselves, okay, uh -huh. that sort of started that, you know, started something and then someone started shooting or whatever, I mean, we would have endless, you know, documentaries about it. We'd be hearing it all over the place. My thing, too, is just also think about this, this Astro World thing. It was a rap. It was a rap festival, mm -hmm. you know. Um, obviously, it goes against a lot of the media's narrative and what they want to promote their agenda. There's no way, like I said, that they're going to all of a sudden let this affect any any future big, you know, uh, festivals for this kind of music. Sure. Because of what we said of who they're tied to and, and, and what can I obviously it's it's mainstream music um but if it was not mainstream music if it was you know um like i said this happened at say vakin you know or one of those big festivals in europe or happened here like there's the aftershock festival here or or the one i forget the one that they just had down in uh you know the rock on the ranges or any any of these type of of big festivals and stuff yeah i i think it would i think it would be detrimental i think you're going to start seeing i don't know if it's going to happen right away Think about it. If if you're gonna, if you're someone now that's going to put on a big festival after this just happened, okay? If you're that what Danny Wimmer guy or whoever, right? I mean, you're you're right. You're right away. I mean, it's going to dilute. I think just the whole experience from it. You're going to start. I mean, we're going to start seeing uh, you know these festivals, these shows. Where we're going to have to be like Japan is, where <clears throat> we're standing there in a spot and you can jump up and down, but you can't move. You can't mosh. Yeah. Are they going to out outlaw on you know stage? I mean. We already know you can't stage dive anymore. That's been gone now for quite a while. But what about moshing? Can you, can you, you're going to have to hire a lot more security now. I mean, these festivals are going to require a lot more security, which means what? Increased type of prices for everything. Of course. But... For the fans. You know, and, and when do fans say enough's enough? Like, I, like myself, I'm done. Like, I'm done with these festivals. Mm -hmm. I'm done with this stuff because it's not just, you know, in terms of the money and how expensive it all is. But just all the hassles and all the lines you got to get through and all this stuff you got to get through just to yeah. even get into something. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, I, I know you think this is not, but I really think this is going to have a detrimental effect. You're going to have politicians who love to not let a good crisis go to waste. And they're sure as hell going to, think, apply that to, the, to, to this situation. Um, promoters, I mean, they're going to fear the major lawsuits. On this situation, you have Drake and you have Travis Scott, two guys who are loaded they can afford to, to deal with the you know the lawsuits, pay these people off, whoever's you know suing them, and just sweep it under the rug. You're not going to have that when it comes to metal and hard rock festivals, though. No, the the thing is is and you're hitting on on whether it will or will not be what will cause it to either mm. be or not be a problem. That's money. Yeah. It's really money. Money. It's, it's so money. It, it, if you really believe that a promoter of a concert festival gives a shit if people that are there live or die you're crazy yep mm -hmm. care they only care about how much is it going to cost me what's my bottom line mm -hmm. and you know i i won't go into any names on this but i've i've 
worked with some people that put on smaller festivals and seen people end up with broken legs and broken oh, arms yeah. and shit like that at, at shows, you know, and the only thing the promoter cared about was did his insurance cover it, you know, sure. or was mm-hmm. he going to, or was he going to be personally responsible for, mm-hmm. for the cost of, of fixing somebody's leg or getting a pin in their arm or some shit, you know, that's all they care about. If you think Danny Wimmer, that's making, however many millions of dollars putting on his three festivals that he puts on. Mm-hmm. If you think that he's going to stop doing that because of fear of safety, no fucking way. He's only going to do it because he's only making 15% return instead of 30 or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, again, I'm just throwing random numbers, but sure. You know, that's where it's going to come from. The, the, the thought that these people care about the people, the, the, the crowd did, you watched that same documentary I did about Woodstock 99. Mm. Those promoters didn't give a shit about oh, anything. You shits. Oh yeah. The only thing they cared about was when they started losing money. Mm-hmm. When, when it, when it, they didn't care when they were lighting shit on fire. They didn't care when people were mudsliding and shit slides. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. They only yeah. cared about it when it became money, when they mm-hmm. saw that they were going to be sued. That's mm-hmm. when they cared. Of they course. Looked, you know, to your point about rock stuff, Again, I, I still go back to the same thing. It, it's going to be, it depends on who it is, not the genre it is. Mm. I think Metallica could get away with it. I well, think, yeah, I, I think, think they're the one band. As, mm. a, as a giant band, mm-hmm. I think you 2 could get away with it. I think Springsteen could get away with it. I think the monsters that are mm. the media-loved darlings mm. could absolutely get away with it. I don't think cannibal corpse could get away with it i don't oh, think, of course yeah exactly. i don't think um testament or i mean what's a bigger band that's not necessarily media friendly you know i, I can't really think of one mm. yeah well no you're right because it wouldn't be I, big big I, if they weren't media friendly pretty much I, you I know a band like corn <laughs> could get away with it as easy you're right okay that's a good that's a good uh band to uh use as an example i, I agree yeah they're mm-hmm. they're just not loved beloved you know they have a hardcore fan base but they don't have uh they don't have the media sucking their ass well limp biscuit they didn't get away with it because right? they never had the, the, the media exactly. never liked them didn't like them mm-hmm. and they never exactly. did. and if, if limp biscuit i fred durst just played the whatever Lollapalooza, um mm-hmm. <laughs> this summer this last summer and the first thing he said was this ain't 1999 let's keep it coming you know because mm-hmm, he didn't yeah. want any more problems yeah you know exactly trying to mm-hmm. play his dumb show and make his money well and know? that's what happens right because of this this shit you know uh and that's all it takes is one one person to fuck everything mm-hmm. up you know sure. what i mean like i mean just enjoy i mean i may even not not even talk on music i remember when I, when I moved to san diego years ago used to be able to drink on the beach and I remember I was like, "Wow, you could drink on the beach. Yeah, you couldn't use glass. We used to and people say we used to be able to use glass because, but then of course someone fucked it up because they got in fights and they started smashing glass all over the, sure. the beach and the, and the thing. So they got away with, with you know glass. But of course that was eventually you knew that this drinking on the beach thing wasn't going to last. Now you can't drink on the beach at all, cans or anything, because someone else went in and fucked it up. It just takes it always takes one or two people to you know fuck, do something stupid. Someone gets sued." Then lawsuits in general, they, they you know, the, the lawsuits in general, I mean, and I get it. Trust me, I understand people, you know, suing for, you know, for good reasons. If there is a reason, if like the whole, you know, great white, you know, fiasco thing, yeah. obviously the Rhode Island show. Of course, that was just a major disaster that someone needs to be responsible for that. Uh-huh. Um, but what happens is if you, you've just had, like you said, for instance, people, you know, stage diving. I remember, yeah, being a, a, this guy with the high school with. Stage dived at a biohazard show, broke his neck, you know, broke his collarbone, his neck. Yeah. He was, you know, he was a big dude. But I remember after that, you started seeing, you know, not just that show, but in general, they they were known for having violent shows. They got slowly, they weren't as violent and violent as they used to be. I mean, no one was about to stage dive anymore. And, you know, I just think a lot of what's going to happen is when you got these festivals, yeah, maybe not the major, major ones, you know, but some of these smaller ones. Are, are these, you know, promoters or these owners of these venues, are they going to, the risk reward factor is is not good enough to sit there, open up your venue to a potential lawsuit because, you know, one person does something stupid. 
And then now you're bankrupt, your whole company, your business, whatever, and then your venue closes, and you you, you basically just you got to start your whole life over. I don't see them really, you know, risking that, you know, because the reward isn't going to be that great in terms of, you know, I mean, how much money if you're going to start, you know, one of these smaller festivals, you know, like, like for instance, there's these, you know, stoner festivals that go on here now called the Heavy Psych Sound Festivals. They have all over the, the globe. You know, I, there was one that I, I, you know, this Ripple Fest that went down in Texas. Supposedly that was a massive success. Sure. Now, if one clown does something stupid at one of these festivals next time, these bands aren't big enough. The labels aren't big enough to the point where they're going to, these venues are going to take the hit. Or these promoters are going to get involved with it just so that, you know, they can make some money. You know what I mean? Not that much. It's just the risk reward factor is going to be, I think, too. It's not good enough for them to open themselves up to that, you know, type of scrutiny or that type of lawsuit. If it's something like that happens, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Go for it. The band, it's a band that you just mentioned. Great white, not having any problems getting any shows. And they're playing the same size shows that they were playing when the fire happened. True. But that did set them back for some time. Did and, it? Oh, well, I think it did. They right. I mean, playing for a while. Well, yeah, exactly. They had kind of had to. Well, they right? had to, as you know, you had a hundred fans burned to sure. death. But look up, look up Great White on YouTube, and you will see them still playing in front of three, okay. four thousand people. People aren't afraid to go. Promoters aren't afraid to book them. Everybody and anybody that's got anybody that goes to a Great White show these days, somebody in their party makes the joke. Hope we don't burn to death. You know, sure. I, I mean, just let's mm. just be honest. And I'm, you know, I'm not shitting on them. I mean, I, it truly was an accident, sure. but. Mm -hmm. But let's just be honest and call it the way it is. People know about it. People are like, fuck it. I want to be entertained. So they'll spend the money. I saw Jack Russell's Great White not too long ago, year, two years ago, I guess it's been mm -hmm. now because of the pandemic. But, but you know, I, I saw it, made mm -hmm. the joke, sat in the mm -hmm. seats, didn't get burned to death. Yeah. Saw the show. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just think that, I think that with entertainment, people are willing to just, deal with it deal with a lot of shit yeah and that's mm. what i think is and you know as long as the venues and this goes back to what i said before as long as the venues can see profit they really don't give a shit true true Great well, was never blackballed never were blackballed well, from playing gigs well think about it because and and well you're, you're now going towards like a specific band you know sure great white has enough hits they've got enough of a, of a history right. where where they yeah sure they could still you know, drive, you know, after that'll happen a few years later, you know, because everyone knew that was just a, you know, I think most people realize that obviously it okay. was a, a, just a, what are you going to do kind of thing? You know? Yeah. It's you want another you know one, I mean? you want another one closer to the band acting like idiots and still getting away with it. Guns and roses. Okay. Once again, I like, I'm talking more about, I guess, I guess I'm relying more about like festivals, you know, about, about trying to like, you know, for bands, you know, I mean, like, like, like I said, like, um, like, I guess we'll use, you know, like I said, this, those Danny Wimmer festivals. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, like you said, people are still going to go, you know what I mean? Sure. My thing is, 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 but here's the thing. Does it come, we've got, you know, um, we've got, like, for instance, if you look at an audience, okay. Like that, I mean, you're trying to bring in, obviously a lot of the, you know, a lot of these younger kids, right. They can't, a lot of them aren't going to be able to afford these festivals. You know, sure. you think it looked like this aftershock festival, like, or the Rock on the Range, or Rock, Oklahoma, whatever the they're you know, yeah, they're expensive. Okay, if you're a younger kid, if you're a kid in your twenties, okay, and you got say the Aftershock, because you know Aftershock's a good thing because you got Metallica and you got all these you know more modern metal bands, okay, younger bands. Mm -hmm. um, if if you've got to drive, uh, you got to find a way to get to the place. You've got to park. You've got to pay for your ticket. You've got to drink. You've got to eat. You know, blah blah blah. You've got all this shit. That's just going to keep continuing to just the prices are going to go up and up and up. You've got, I mean, I mean, I'm using, I know, just a, a recent situation, but with our economy, you've got inflation up the yin yang. Okay, mm -hmm. who's going to pay? And like I said, we we've already talked about me and you. We've talked about before the show here. We're, we're, when it comes to those festivals, we're out. A lot of yeah, people, I think, our age, we're done with that stuff because yeah, we're not in our young twenties anymore. It's not that important anymore. Um, so a lot of people our age are going to stop going to these things. And if they haven't already now, when you, with the younger, I mean, younger crowd, you're, and we're the ones that can afford this. We're the ones yeah. that, you know, our wallet, if it hits it, big deal. We're okay. These younger kids, I mean, they can't really, you know, they can't afford to enjoy that experience financially. They're going to start walking away and saying, I think, you know what, it's just not worth it. I'll wait to see this 
this band when they come and play at my local venue instead of going to this big festival. Now, I know it's, like I said, of course, there's going to be a lot of kids that it's worth it to them because yeah, you said I mean, people want to be entertained regardless yeah, of the and, price. And, and, and you're making a big assumption here that I know is not true. And that's that, that, that younger kids are going to be responsible. Dude, when I was 20 years old, when I was, tw I'll point to one specific show that I went to that mm -hmm. was a kind of a festival show, a day on the green, 91 out mm -hmm. there. I couldn't afford that. I couldn't afford shit. Mm -hmm. me, me and my now ex-wife wonder why maybe when I tell this story, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we were eating fucking ramen noodles and, and uncle Ben's rice and calling that breakfast, lunch and dinner. And sure. yet I bought tickets to go see fucking day on the green. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, kids are irresponsible. If it's truly their favorite band that they want to see, they'll find a way to get there. They'll find a way to scrounge up the money, borrow it, beg it, sell their shit, sell the laptop. Mommy bought them. You know, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll find their way to do it. That is, that's why on all these festivals, no matter who the festival is, there's one mega star. There's mm -hmm. always the Metallica Metallica headlines, mm -hmm. all these festivals. Oh, you gotta have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta have the one or Judas priest or, yeah. you know, you see all these younger bands playing and then the headliners are slipknot Judas priest and limp biscuit. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, why yeah. are they the headliners? Well, they're the headliners because the the kids that didn't get to see those bands in their prime this is their last chance to to see that band mm -hmm. and then they could see all their other favorites as well so yeah maybe it's going to cost them five hundred dollars and they don't have five hundred dollars i'm with you i'm with that mm -hmm. but when i was 19 20 years old i would have found a way that's just me i would have found yeah a way. Mm -hmm. and, you know i think that's the the, the Do you think that's still mm -hmm. the promoters rely on young people being stupid and um oh well, yeah have and, to. and not not responsible mm -hmm. but in this day and age are they, you know let's be honest I don't, and i don't want to like you know pick on on you know the, the youth or anything but like you said that was you that was me too yeah when something was going on that, that was my whole uh, that was my we're doing a pilgrimage to wherever it was to see that show sure. and however we were going to get there we were going to get there you know i i, I totally agree with you on that but do these kids still have that same uh, passion to do stuff like that these days? You know, I mean, I think things back then, you know, um, I mean, is a live music experience to them the same as uh, for them today? Is it the same as it was for us back then? Oh. You know, especially when these kids can go, you know, you know, what? I can just go watch and I'll watch the video over the clip of it online on YouTube. But, you know, I don't need to really go through all that hassle to get, you know, wait online forever, pay $50 to park pay $150 for the ticket. Uh, where am I going to, I mean, think about it too. You know, a lot of those places, like when I used to go like, yeah, to these festivals, when I was in my twenties, you know, we would go like, for instance, I remember just that tattoo of the earth one. It was like the one that just oh, came yeah. to the top of my head. You know, I remember driving, we, we, I was living in San Diego. We drove up to LA. We, we took, you know, uh, to Orange County, uh, San Bernardino, where that thing was. We rented a hotel. We got five of us in on a, sure. you know, just shared a cheap, cheaper, cheap hotel room. We did all that stuff. You know what I mean? We because we also uh, had a group of people we did it with. I mean, and like I said, maybe I'm just not in tune with a lot of the youth today yeah. in terms of music fans. Is it still like that? I mean, from what you're, it, dude, I do think it is. And okay, I'll, and okay. I mean, you can point to a bunch of examples of it. Firefest, another failed event. Oh, geez, yeah. But dude, that shit was what fifteen hundred dollars a hit, and the kids found a way to get there. But you know, that was a that was a global. You know, that was sort of like when we see these shows, like you know. Well, like when Mr. Bungle put their shows together, you started seeing people that were flying in from France sure. and Europe to see these shows here. Sure. I think the Firefest and a lot of those, like I, another one, um, like for instance, these these cruise ships, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the, or monster, Monsters of Rock Cruise and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 7,000 7, tons of metal. metal. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, <laughs> like those, I know were a big hit there for a little bit because, yeah, there was a pe there were people who could afford sure. those those things. I mean, that's going to be tough to do, obviously, now, I think, just because of the whole pandemic thing, you know, the COVID stuff. But, mm -hmm. I mean, are people going to, you know, th that's different because that's catered to a little bit more people our age, people with a little bit more money, more sure. settled in. You know, but my thing is just with, the, you know, I think the Firefest, once again, that's one of those destination festivals. Sure. It was all young but, people. But that was all young people that were there? And well, here's yeah. the thing. It was, it was a global thing, though. You had a lot of the young yeah. Kids with money from the globe. You know, when you're talking about local festivals, you're talking about like, you know, 
yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. Like, for instance, Vakin or those festivals globally, I think are going to be fine. I think I'm just looking more, maybe more towards here in the states because, you know, um, it, things aren't as prominent in terms of metal and hard rock here as I think they are in overseas. I, you know, me, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I just have this feeling that people. Let's be honest too. These kids these days, man, they're not as as adventurous and they're not as um no they're not they're not willing to take the chances that we did their just kids are scared they're going to a show for covid let alone if they think they're going to get stomped over now because of a situation like this you get a lot of young, young kids that this is their first concert this this festival this, this astro world you know they see something like that happen these these kids are, are they going to be like you know i don't want a chance to go into something like that again mm. you know because think about it they are they just don't have the like I said, I'm not trying to shit all of them. It's just the way the world is because of all the fear that's been put into them, which were, you know, social media and everything. I don't know if they're going to take the chances as, as they used to do, you know, prior. I mean, that's just I don't my... know that it's the youth, though, that are scared of COVID. I haven't seen any evidence of that. That the kids, the, the 20 Yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, the COVID. No, I'm just saying, you know, you're right. They're, they're not. They're, yeah, for the most part, they're not. But my thing is, is are they willing just to go to the lengths that people like guys like us did when we were young or even people, you know, I remember doing the, the uh, doing the skull sessions with Bob and we were talking with uh, Tom Brennan. He was talking about how in Ireland, these guys used to travel. I mean, sure. days to get to London, take boats, do whatever, just to see mm -hmm. a show. Sure. You know, I don't know if kids, because, because they've got oh. their phones and things are so you can get some of the experience, I think through online now where before you had to be at the show, to get any sort of musical experience where now you can get some experience without actually well, being there physically. I think the, I think the obvious, the obvious yes, that they are willing mm -hmm. to do that is take out the result. They were all at this show. That show was sold out. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. I so, know. so they're obviously yeah. willing to spend the big money to see that show. So now, uh -huh. I mean, the only thing that's different is now there's a practical thought that you might get killed at one of these shows. Mm -hmm. And do you really think that a 20 year old that thinks they're invincible thinks, well, that thinks anything other than, oh, well, that's those guys. It won't happen to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the answer to that. I, I honestly, I know I went and saw Guns N' Roses. And, and again, I, I'm just pointing to myself. I saw mm -hmm. Guns N' Roses two weeks after the St. Louis thing. Okay. And my, my, my wife was, was like, you're going to fucking get killed. You're going to get killed. And I was like, Pfft. Then I get killed. Mm. You know, that was my attitude. Yeah, sure. Mm. That was my attitude. And I think that's probably these kids' attitude too. They don't believe that it could happen to them. Mm. You know, and and you know, one of the other things too, just going to the money thing. Mm. In today's world, I wonder how many parents just foot the bill just because they're happy to see their fucking kid out of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Could I mean, there's that too. There's, true. True. there's, there's, it ain't like we were when we were scrounging, you know, true. A lot of these kids are very spoiled, you know, with no job and a, and a $200 a month phone bill, you mm -hmm. know, you know, living in dad's basement, mm -hmm. dad's willing to mom and dad are a lot of the times willing to fund that money just to see their kid go out and true. Like they'll pay anything for their kid to go camping, let alone go out with their friends to a show and to, uh, mm -hmm. to an event. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons. I, I just can't see fear closing down, closing down events. I, I mean, it, it might limit, I think if anything it's going to do, it's going to limit their, them going to smaller events. I think young, well, yeah. young mm -hmm. little bands that are, have to play a 300 seat club. I think they're going to get fucked because, yes. because people don't have, the fifteen dollars to spend because they spent four hundred going to the big show where they saw yep. sixty bands. Great I point. think that's probably going to be more of the ripple that you're going to see than mm -hmm. the, I, as much as I really despise big concerts or big big festival promoters because most of them are shysters. Not all, mm -hmm. but most are shysters. The truth is, is they know what they're doing. They. Mm -hmm. They know that people are going to come very rarely. In fact, if you could name one, I'm all ears. Can you name a major festival like that that's ever been canceled? A no, it's too much money at stake. Absolutely. That, that you don't see that happen. So it's, they make sure that they know that it's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't, I mean, those, sometimes they run their course, 
when they're mm. on their fit, like Rocklahoma sort of ran its course, but even that reinvented itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, M3, what is that? M3. 10, 12, 15 years. That's still been going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, rock on the range. They changed the name now to whatever it's called now, but mm-hmm. it's, it's carried right on with, you know, 50,000 people each day for three days. Incarnation. That's another one that, that they have here with, that they shoot mm-hmm. in the Shawshank. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, they, they do that. That sells out every year. Festivals will sell. The promoters know that. Believe me when I tell you they have cost evaluation to figure out exactly how much money people will spend before, before they book it. And then Mm -hmm. they book, they book the bands against the cost evaluation. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not just saying, yeah, dude, we're going to get a venue and we're going to get Metallica and it's going to be gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guys that do that are the guys that run, you know, Loud and Lima or whatever, that are fanboys that lose their fucking ass. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, these Wimmer, I guarantee you, Wimmer has more spreadsheets than I have sheets in my house. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I don't think it'll affect that industry too greatly. I think mm-hmm. it will definitely affect the smaller indirectly. It'll, it, it'll, it's always going to affect the smaller thing, you know, mm-hmm. like here in Cleveland, Cleveland's too close to rock on the range. So we never get good tours anymore because mm-hmm. all the tours, what they do is they package them all up, play rock on the range. And they say, well, they can't play here because it's too close, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so violence though, dude, violence has always been a part of shows and, and it's, Oh yeah dying has been a part of shows and broken bones has always been a part of shows <laughs> well that yes and, and it hasn't changed a thing mm-hmm. not really i mean dude there's been more mm-hmm. change in the smoking policy than there has been the moshing policy yeah well that's, that's a good point you know well i mean let, let's pivot to that you know okay. talking about you're right now live music uh you know in terms of these smaller bands exactly the up and coming underground bands you know like you said um I think at this point, what we're seeing, you know, regardless, I think, too, whether, you know, things go back to quote unquote normal or not. I mean, right now, the live music scene for, I think, a lot of these underground bands, it can't sustain itself. You know, let's let's just talk. I mean, for one, we just like we talked about earlier. I mean, we got this inflation generally in the economy going on. OK, mm-hmm. that's destroying, in my opinion, what's little left. There is a, a really underground hard rock and metal in terms of, you know, uh, ventures. I mean. How can a music, you know, entity, you know, whether it's a venue or it's a label or an independent label or, or a small record store, I don't see how the, any of them can profit the way, just the way the music business is today. I mean, people, I think, you know, tend to underestimate how important really a lot of these small venues, labels and sure. entities are, uh, how essentially they are in terms of the growth and movement in terms of breaking bands. I mean, even though, yeah, major labels, we know they're not scouring the underground scenes looking for, you know, the next big thing anymore. It's still mm-hmm. the place. Those the small labels and those small venues and those record stores are still a place where these bands and these artists can sort of hone their chops and learn how to create their own you know, underground, you know, following until they sure. kind of, you know, until they start touring and all that stuff, you know, and putting out, you know, records. Yeah, I mean, yes, musicians these days, right? They're more probably independent than they ever have been because they're forced to be. Mm-hmm. But they can't just do it alone. I mean, it needs to be podcasts and blogs and labels and bars and that are going to help, you know, um, these scenes exist and and, sure. and potentially flourish. But I mean, if these if these you know labels and venues and so on can't even break even in terms of you know what they're trying to create, which a lot of them can't do now, it's going to be a, a detrimental effect on trying to push you know these underground hard rock and metal bands because people we know they're not buying records anymore, sure. right? So there's no what are these ventures getting now on, on a return on investment when it comes to record stores or labels? Well, not really. That's why there's not money of them anymore. The new sites, mostly as we know, we've been talking about, you know, ad nauseum, they're all clickbait. You know, for for like I said, for reasons people have to understand there's a reason why they're clickbait. It's because that's the only way they're gonna generate income or else there'll be no news sites. Right. Um, and then these labels need to, you know, I mean, they now if you're an independent label, you've got to tap into the streaming and even merchandising revenue from these bands. And artists, which mm-hmm. is the only way they can generate any income themselves. So there's not enough really to go on between the two of them. And like I said, without these record stores and in-person signings and all that, you know, all that shit that used to happen that really used to push underground hard rock and metal bands and music. How can just how else can the average, you know, fan or entrepreneur, let alone artist, do anything viable these days to generate income? 
it's it's like you know i mean it, it's it's everything's becoming passion projects sort of like what we're doing with podcasts sure. and blogs and everything uh-huh. but those things you know you're not tied down with with making money to where you could just say well i can't stop if someone's doing it for a while they simply get burned out about you know or just get bored of it whatever it is sure. they could just go all right well there's no money i'm investing not too much i'm investing into it and there's nothing to really be gained or invested so they could just drop it like a hot potato and that's it I mean, and that that thing that was good i mean we we saw that recently with you know i, mean, I don't want to name the the podcast you just mentioned there's a, there's obviously a long time one of the original metal podcasts out there that's Closing up shop right now. I think that has a lot to do with it because, sure, you know, not only are the podcasts, you know, there's a million one of them now. It's just that there's no way to make any money to break even to pay for, you know, servicing, you know, uh, for whatever you know mm-hmm. services you're using, you know, to, help to push your podcast. So challenges are greater now than ever. Is, is well, they I'm are, thinking. they are, and and I think, I honestly think that that the smart, the smart bands that are in it for real, mm-hmm. are going to have to adapt to the new to the new yet undeveloped market. Mm, yeah. And, undeveloped is the word. Yes. And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, I like, I'll give one example, which I found to be brilliant and it has nothing to do with music, but I found it to be a brilliant way to market. I was watching a documentary yesterday on um, it's on Amazon prime. It's called pulse 49. Okay. If people want to watch it, it's about that pulse nightclub shooting in Florida oh, yeah. a couple okay. years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do the whole documentary. That's it's a whole thing, but at the end of it, they have a guy that wrote a song and sings the song and does a music video as the end part of the documentary. And I was like, "Okay, this guy is fucking brilliant." You know, I in my head, I was like, "That's the way people got to do it now." Mm-hmm. You gotta. The biggest thing out right now is YouTube. But everybody just floods YouTube with a fucking mm-hmm. lyric video and they think they're done. No. If you want to be successful as a band, reach out to every podcast talking about every damn thing under the sun and say, hey, can yeah. I write a song for your podcast? Can I write a song about ba ba ba? Can I write a song that you use as an opening track, closing track, commercial bait, whatever? Mm-hmm. Can I can I participate in your in your podcast mm-hmm. because the podcasting is there revenue in it maybe maybe not but there's millions of of ears in it mm-hmm. there's yeah. millions of eyes on it you know if you get on the right podcast and you're doing the opening song you could very well launch and have if nothing else if if, if you say look i'll give you an opening track the only thing i ask is that in your credits at the end of your podcast you plug my shit you know mm-hmm. my website or whatever you might see return. And that's the same as going out. In my mind, that's probably today's version of going out and playing the club for 20 people and then 22 people and then 31 people and then 50 mm-hmm. people. You know, that's that's the modern way to do it now is mm-hmm. with YouTube where people can learn about you on your phone. You know, it, it's just social media is a, as much as we all hate it, we're old. You know, it's mm-hmm. the way, it's the way it is. I'll, I'll point to it is. The, mm-hmm. the band plush that, you know, I, I know, I know those mm-hmm. ladies and, and whether you like their music or you don't like their music, if you follow them on social media, you will realize that that is four teenage or now 20 year old experts at social media. Mm-hmm. They know how to work it. They've known how to promote it. And just through social media alone, I mean, they formed in 2020 for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. just yeah, through social media push, they signed with a major guy, Johnny K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've toured with Daughtry. They've toured with seven dust. They've toured with Evanescence. They've toured with Hailstorm. They're going to be touring with slash. It's like they're going to they, be huge. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. But they've you they've done it without ever slugging it out in a club. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To my great... knowledge, to my knowledge, they've never played a club. That's you know, and that is the thing, dude. You know, I don't care. The most important thing you nailed it on the head, man, is you got to have the social media presence. Look, and you're smarts, not going to and smarts, not just the presence. Well, okay, okay. the presence. True. Well, you're right. Well, well, what I mean by presence is mean you got to live on the thing. You got to live yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. You have to. 
I mean, you're not going to succeed without it. I mean, we all, like we said, we all hate it. We know it's a necessity. I think that you know, it, it's a, it's one of those, yeah, you know, necessary evils if you want to call it. But it's time to even, I think, get past looking at it being, an, an, you know, a necessary evil. It is a necessity. It is the yeah. way, not just a way. It's the way. Everybody needs to embrace it. I mean, you 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 know, it's like you have no choice. I mean, especially over the last two years, that's where music's been living. Since we've had no live music, people have gotten used to everything being online. Yes, and even some of the older heads who can barely access social media, they're becoming more engaged online because, like I said, for the last years, it's the only place where you sure. can keep up with the bands. So, I mean, you it's you have to be, and it's not just okay. Well, uh, we're we're on you know uh, Instagram. We don't do Facebook. Oh, shut up! You got to do all of it. You got to do more than just Facebook and Instagram. You yeah, got to be an active and all that other shit. You got to all, all of those platforms. I mean, and, and it is look, and it's and we've talked about it. Like I, said, I think it's just been one of those things that people knew they had to embrace it and want to. They passively, aggressively embraced it. Now, if you don't aggressively embrace it, you're done. The other thing I like, I've been saying about this, you know, especially now. Okay, look, mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I do like, like we've said, the glass is half full. Uh, I do believe live music and, and just music in general, rock and metal, it's going to get back to a place, re- you know, really soon in a really good spot. I really do believe that. Um, but I think there are some things you got to do right now to to sort of, I mean, you know, to continue to to move forward. Like you said earlier in, in, in this, you know, episode, stop whining for one, you know, online. Yeah. Stop complaining. It, it, we've got to deal with what is. You know what I mean? It, it just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Look at it. You know, I mean, start playing. My, my suggestion is for one. Play some free local intimate shows. You got to almost you stay away from the politics. Look, we all have our opinions. Stop using your platform, quote unquote platform, to promote your own personal opinions on shit. Realize you're an entertainer. Okay, people want to go to be entertained. Okay, yeah. we, we've said this a lot, but but come with a message of optimism. You know, not not online with like you said a, a pessimistic. Uh, this sucks and we're all hurting. Yeah, everybody's hurting, man. Like you said, everybody's going through the experience. Mm-hmm. Fans want to go in and they're going to remember bands who are, you know, during a tough time like this are the ones that are out there sort of, I don't want to use the word unifying people. That's a little bit too whatever, but they're keeping things like, you know, a, a pot, like I said, they're keeping it optimistic. You yeah. know, I know it's tough to do in this environment, but you have to do that, well, you know, at this point. But, but, and, and the thing, and, and I'll let you finish this. I just want to jump in. No, yeah, jump in. Yeah, please. The thing I think people are misassessing by being social, social justice, whatever, not even social justice, just political or social justice or whatever, mm-hmm. is everybody equates it to a time that is done. And everybody equates it to that 60s, 70s, fight mm-hmm. the man, fight the war movement. The only reason they had that and they had their music and stuff and that worked for those for that collection of bands was because they didn't have social media. That mm-hmm. was exactly. their only outlet to be out there. Exactly. You know, social media, social media has has painted a picture where everybody's voice is important. Well, the truth is everybody's voice is not important. My voice, yeah. your voice, not very important. Mm-hmm. You know, the drummer of Death Angel, his voice is not very important. Nope. You know, his playing's important if you're a mm-hmm. fan of Death Angel, but do you really give a shit what Will Carroll thinks about fucking President Biden? I doubt it. Exactly. I, you know, I, I doubt it. No one cares. Mm-hmm. So on that level, you need to stop thinking that you're the next wave of these crusaders of bands that's going to lead to political change. You're yeah, not. Never. If anybody was going to do that, it was Rage Against the Machine, and they didn't. They didn't, so exactly. <laughs> stop thinking that that's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's yeah. not. That time is done, you know. Mm-hmm. So do what you do. Entertain fucking people. Just go out, entertain Go back if you want some old school reaction, fine. Play a kick-ass show, and I promise you everybody going home is gonna give you the old school reaction. Man, those guys fucking kicked ass. Where can I get their music? Mm-hmm. Spotify, yes. can I buy a thumb drive here? You know, can I buy a shirt? Whatever. If you mm-hmm. kick ass, they'll do it. If you get up there and start whining about your politics, well, half the people are guaranteed not to buy your fucking shirt. And not see you again next time you play live because they don't want to yeah. hear that fucking message, exactly. you know. And uh, yeah, no, and I, I totally agree, man. You know, I also just think your know, bands they got to almost pretend in a way they have to they have to sort of you know mentally prepare themselves that hey, you know whatever momentum you had pre COVID and pre you know the two years ago, it's it's pretty much going to be gone. 
Um, you know, you, you, you haven't been able to play, you know, live shows and tours, so you're not going to have that momentum. You have to almost try to go back to scratch and be like, okay, let's pretend that we're just a brand new sure. band again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and let's go out. Listen, if you, and, and like I said, really focus on regional location, focus on, you know, to, well, that, and of course, you know, I mean, with playing live shows, if you're, you know, luckily in a state that's able to play live, you know, do so locally. I mean, not just, you know, within your, your main city, you know, you don't want to overexpose yourself, but at this point, you know, I don't think there is such thing as overexposure because no one's being exposed. So it's like, get out every couple of months locally in your hometown, go to like, you know, a four city, like they used to do, what bands used to do. They have that four or five city circuit that they would tour, you know, throughout the year all the time on play yeah. two, two shows a year mm-hmm. and do that. And when you play these shows, obviously the key is to make it a very community type of feel again. Where like, I mean, when you think about when metal started, you know, I mean, we're just here in the States, right? We, we can use one of our buddies, you know, Bob Nalbandian, when you had those fanzines and you mm-hmm. had, where w- w- did Metallica, and what did they do? They played in Orange County and they played in LA. Between Hollywood and, and, and Orange County, they played in all the time. There, yeah. You know, it's a big enough area, big, there's plenty of venues where they would play those areas. That's mm-hmm. what these bands need to do. Play the small bars, not sure. just the good venues. Make it a community feel again. Start doing fundraisers for the local venue or the local record store. Do some of this. I'm not saying to make it old school like that, but do it in a way where you're, you're supporting each other again. You know, that is such, a, I think, a very yeah. key thing where everyone's so they're so focused. A lot of these bands on uh, you know themselves because they got screwed because of COVID. And they lost their momentum mm-hmm. and now they're not mm-hmm. selling this. Everybody has. Well, then yeah. get a couple of your bands together that you all did. Come together, do something that's just that is more than just we're playing a live show, guys. Come out and 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 watch us. Yeah, and and again, I'm going to piggyback back to the social media a little bit. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to be the same as your fans. Stop Mm -hmm. it. Go entertainment, whether it's movies, TV, music, whatever is enter sports, entertainment is supposed to represent something bigger than the regular world that regular regular people live in Mm -hmm. that's what it's supposed to be so being online talking about the same horse shit that everybody else is doing reduces your value as an entertainer absolutely dude great point it it just you know there's so many dude how many bands you don't have to name them but how many bands do you were you a fan of two years ago that now you couldn't give a shit if they do anything ever again, because you just, because they lowered themselves to the, to Mm -hmm. wherever we are versus when they were bigger than life, you know, they're not bigger than life. Now they're, they're the same as us. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know what? That'd be like, if my neighbor was playing a backyard show, I'm 50, 50. If I even look out the window to look at it, (laughs) I know No, you're right. right. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right, man. Because he's the same as me. Why? Why would I give a shit that he's playing a show in his backyard? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you know what? Why do I want to go see know, Ted Nugent? Ted Nugent now mm-hmm. you know shares the same values as as half of my friends. Sure. Mm-hmm. So why is he special? No, that's and that's you're right, and that's a great point because it's it's this that mystique. You know, in your head, when when we when you grow up and you, and you didn't have the access to yeah. to hear hear what these guys' opinions were, unless it was done in a magazine interview, but that was something that you waited for. You spent money on. And you went to the store to buy it. Now, someone just clicks on the computer and they're seeing everything that you like or believe in or don't believe yeah. in, and it it, it just kills the mystique of the artist themselves. Like you said, they're 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 there's over. There's things where you call about overexposure. Well, there's, if you're on there and you're, you're bitching about something political every day or anything in general every day on your social media page, you know that's the one thing about social media presence that 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 hinders and doesn't help is when you're giving your fans too much of it. You know, if 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 you want to, you know, listen, save that all that anger, all that stuff you have that you want to come out and say on social media, save that, put it into your lyrics and put a song out about it. Yeah, you know, don't go out there and just put a little blurb on Joe Biden or Trump or whoever. No one cares. Save whatever you want to say. Put it into your music. Let your music do the talking, not your quote unquote social media platform. And like I always said too, I think another thing that's really important. I know I've, I've talked about this a few times, and I know not not everybody's down with, but if you do it, it's such a huge thing. Is live streams, and I'm not talking about having a live stream show with a fake, you know, audience or or like pretending you're in a venue. 
Just do it from your practice room. Sit in your practice room. Say, hey, we we, we just came up with this new song we're working on. We want to play a little thing for you guys. We're going to give you a little taste of it. I mean, this, there's so much that, that social media can do positively sure. for your band if you just learn how to do it the right way. But when you start making it about yourself, that's when that's when shit goes south and people yeah. start losing interest. Dude, I, I was watching. It's funny you bring that up because I watched. I, I was I was tooling around on, um, I think it was Facebook, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I came across Mark Rizzo, you know, the, the former Soulfly guy. Uh-huh. And... Um, he was just on his bus, him and him and some guy. I don't even know who the guy was. And they were just rocking. They were mm. just playing. And they, I, I, I clicked on it and I was like, yeah, let me just see what this is about. I must've watched for like 25 minutes, mm-hmm. just sat there and just watched him play and watch these guys play. Cause it was cool and it was different. And, and it wasn't met with, and here's one that we wrote because the inflation rate is yeah, exactly. three times the national average of last, you know, it wasn't any of that shit. It was just, here's a, here's a guy elevating himself past what I can do. Mm-hmm. This is what makes Mark Rizzo special in my mind. There you go. Mm-hmm. The way this guy plays his fucking guitar. And believe me, if he would have followed it with some political speech, I'd be like, out. Don't give yeah. a shit what you think about politics. You know, and that is a good point, dude. You know, like Mark Rizzo, I think, is a great uh, guy to bring up about that because, yeah, he's been – he's also a guy who's been – I know he played a bunch of shows with Tony Campos and that cover kind of band they had, that hard rock metal cover band. Hells and Horns? Yeah, yeah, Hells and Horns. Uh, he just went on a tour, like you said, where I think he was uh, touring with uh, Nita Strauss. Yeah. So, like, with those two, I mean, that looked fun. I mean, I was – I mean, they – Cause they're up there. They're posting all the, you know, these cool pics and videos of, mm-hmm. of the fun they're having on stage, and, yeah. and they're singing cover songs of whatever. Once again, they're making it fun. They're not going out there, going all right, you know, you know, talking politics or talking all the shit. They're being optimistic. They're reminding people of, of what what this is about to begin with, which is about having fun. You know, metal was always fun. Hard. They're playing those old songs. With, it's it's the you know the old eighties promote where it was all about you know metal gods and you know yeah. you know all the man of war Judas Priest stuff, all the pro metal stuff. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is fun, man. It's keeping it optimistic. You know, I, I, and I when I see that stuff, when I see a Rizzo doing that, and I see Anita Strauss doing that, listen, when when, when live music really opens up again, I'm going to go see them. Yeah. I'm going to see them because they were the ones that were sitting there. You know, going out there playing to, in these bars. I mean, these are big time musicians yeah. playing with big time, you know, oh. bands. They don't have to do that stuff. Yeah, you know, it certainly doesn't need to be playing no, bars. Absolutely not. It's on tour I mean, every year with Alice Cooper. She does not need it. Exactly. So it's like those are the ones that are doing the bars. I love that I'm seeing them in bars because they're 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 showing you my ego isn't too big to where, oh. where I think I'm too big for these smaller bars in sure. fact that's when you're going to gain such a loyal fan base when you when you present yourself in an intimate setting like that mm-hmm. and you and you make yourself available to fans and having fun and shaking their hands and they buy your t-shirt just the old school simple all you know yeah. traditional old-fashioned way of doing things that will never that's the one thing whether you're old or young that's never going to get lost on, on a sure. music fan and and the ones that have done that have always thrived i i mean yeah guy that's an old school guy but is still doing it well doesn't come to the u.s often but what he does he sells out everywhere marty friedman yeah yep Mm -hmm. marty friedman comes out again what's his politics no one knows no one knows no one knows no one cares all Mm -hmm. we know is man does he kick ass when he plays you know exactly and he Uh, plays bars Oh yeah, what he called did too was playing uh, these Uli John Roth when he came here yeah. a, a couple of years ago. Played this bar in Orange County. Played this really small place here in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- yeah, these guys. I mean, like I said, and, and and selling out, and people will continue. Look, the bottom line is they could continue to at least survive slash thrive in that environment, regardless sure. of what's going on with the music business in general. Yeah, you know, agreed. and like yeah, and like I said, in these live streams, man. Once again. Make it fun. It could be goofy. Put out stupid, you know, videos on YouTube. You have a YouTube channel. Get together and just put out a two-minute clip of doing something silly in the studio. Every day, put or every other day, put something out. Flood the zone in that way. You can never promote your face too much on social media and your logo and everything. That is just going to stick in people's minds. Except if you're doing politics or real life shit. Leave all your real life shit off the table. Be bigger exactly. than life. Exactly. 
that's what flood yeah. dude any social media thing that i would ever follow and i'm not a big social media guy at all but any band or whatever that i would follow i would never follow any that's given me any kind of fucking politics exactly finance any of that stuff selling their fucking coffee or their wine mm -hmm. don't care about any of that shit yep give me you know who's great at social media i mean great at it metallica yeah metallica does nothing but promote metallica that's no all they don't do no politics at all, Metallica. None. Exactly. None. They promote Metallica, and they are the kings of it. Yep. I mean, it, it, like you know, it's that that we've said it a couple of times. You start, you know, you start going woke. You start talking politics. You're going to go broke. I mean, this is, this is a great example. There's this record uh, online record store mm -hmm. that was around for years. It used to be called StonerRock.com. It turned to it eventually became All That Is Heavy.com. Yeah. Okay. So great Stoner Doom, all these underground hard rock and metal. Uh, bands globally it was it was a phenomenal site sure. the guy sold it okay because he was he was running it out of like his um like a trailer in the middle of idaho supposedly okay i think he eventually you know eventually just he just you know moved from wherever and just opened up you know just a trailer and that's how he ran it you know that's how he lived his life which i thought was a pretty cool idea but he wound up selling it to this couple out of texas and i remember it because i used to like i said i used to buy records all the time off it when they bought it i saw things changing you know, they started making it about themselves, like they were certain celebrities because they owned this thing. Uh, they had like a, the guy's wife had like an OnlyFans page for herself, trying to be some porn star. You know, next thing you know, th this this, and I remember I, I ordered I ordered the, the the last Earthless record off it, and it took forever to come in. They didn't communicate well, and I remember like you know emailing the guy finally and being like, "Hey, dude, you know at least you know I've been buying off this site for years and I've never had this type of service, man. You guys could at least let me know this, this or that. What does the guy do? Instead of just say, oh, listen, I'm really sorry, man. You know, I want to keep your business. No, he just says, well, we're, we've been getting quite the opposite reaction from the, our other customers. Uh, so, you know, sort of so basically like shut up and deal with it kind of thing. Yeah. I never bought it. To which your answer is, I don't give a shit what you've done with other customers. I don't care about my about me. Partner. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and now I'm not going to be a customer of yours anymore. And, and I'm, I wasn't. And lo and behold, they're out of business. Bottom line. They're mm -hmm. done. This was a company that was around for years. That sure. they completely dismantled and destroyed because they didn't have what the fuck they were doing. They wanted to be celebrities themselves. So once again, you know, like you said, they were talking politics on it. They were talking all this shit on their site. It's like, did you sell in your store, you know, selling online records? And here you are spewing you know it's promoting yourselves and promoting your politics the dumbest thing you could have done they're completely like i said the whole, the whole thing's finished they're down so once again keep it like you said keep it not personal keep it to where it is which is about the music and it's fun can't stress that enough i know we talk about that a lot but i don't think we can stress that enough because it does it destroys bands and it destroys you know other uh, other you know ventures within music well look I'll, I'll break it down even more simple than that if you want to be a legend act like a legend yeah simple yeah if you want to be like everybody else then fucking talk politics and talk bullshit and talk yeah you know talk about shit that everybody talks about all day long see a lot see how far that takes you it won't be far it won't be far i i completely agree man all right man well we've an hour in here um i think we've we've talked about uh you know as much as we can with this unless you have any closing comments in this yeah i'm good yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, like i said i and i hope like i said we, we, i definitely do feel optimistic about live music this year um i think things will get back to uh you know hopefully by the summer even though we've heard this the last two years i think things should really be kicking in like a lot of uh you know things are opening up uh in in certain places so um you know it should be a good year i think it's going to be 2022 hopefully this year when shit kind of gets back into into gear and um if not like you said we, we, we've been talking about you've got online to help you get and, and my thing is just one quick thing not even to get you through this 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 is an opportunity for bands mm -hmm. to really extend their reach so when live music and things kind of go back to hopefully to some sort of semblance to what we've seen previously over the years you have this whole other avenue to promote yourself with social media you didn't know how to yeah. navigate before you had time to hone it to really figure out a good strategy to use for your band now, when things really kind of get back out there and things are really opening up full time with music, you've got both the live music setting and the social media live stream thing or whatever thing you want to use for it mm. that can do nothing but continue to just, to, you know, push your band forward and yeah. just stop bitching, as we've saying, and get get on there, 
be positive, be optimistic, and just don't take your foot off the pedal. Just keep going yeah. like nothing's you know, like nothing's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Agree. All right, man. Well, we're ready to wrap this one up. Uh, so anything with Chris Aiken Presents uh, coming up or um, any of the other shows? I have no idea what's coming up on it. <laughs> I'm so scheduled way in advance, but people can check that out at chrisakenpresents.com or just chrisaken.net, actually. chrisaken.net for Chris Aiken Presents or theclassicmetalshow.com for the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV for Aftershocks, of course, uh, heavymetaltelevision.net for Heavy Metal Television. Um, new book on the way i'll talk more about that at some point um it never stops over here never I'm, ends never I'm, ends. A, I'm a machine i'm a legend <laughs> there you go so what the hell are you talking to me for if you're a legend then right <laughs> what are you talking with me i'm trying to elevate you <laughs> all right all right well good and y'all just shut up then <laughs> i'll let you talk more uh all right everyone thanks for listening we'll see you next time later <laughs>